welcome to another episode of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Gailey, joined by the gorgeous and talented Megan Connolly. Oh, I love when you introduce me that way. It makes me sound so special. Yeah, instead of being like, just this blonde bitch over here. Um, <laughs> Megan, how are you doing? I am great, <clears throat> and you listeners... We are in for a treat because when you turn on this episode, you will just be unwinding from the show that is Hard Knocks. It debuts tonight <gasps> on it? HBO. Oh my god! But when gosh. our listeners hear this, they will have already seen it. And Who I hear the, there's I a even... great singing, some great singing, Aiden Hutchinson. Oh my god! You know I love Hard Knocks, uh, Megan. I'm so in the trenches of. I'm not even going to say hell. I'm going to describe it as chaos. Um, I said to Eddie before you got on, I feel like I'm in a British dinner theater show. Like, it's like there's just, like, doors slamming, people here, there. I'm, it's T-minus five days till I move. Um, my sweet angel baby Conrad has started teething, um, which, if you know anything about babies, is not great. Um, and there is a plumbing emergency that's happening in this house. So there is a man on a ladder blocking the one hallway in my home right now. And on top of that, my nanny, who I love dearly, has family in town, so she needed the week off. So I've got a backup nanny here who... I greeted and was like, listen, my baby, he's super chill. And then he proceeded to puke down the side of me in front of her and scream bloody murder for 20 minutes. And I go, you know what? I'm going to give him some Tylenol. <laughs> parenting. So parenting. all of that Just is a little Tylenol. I'll fix it all. All of that is to say, I don't even know who the Hard Knocks team is. It's the Detroit Lions. So we will get oh, to see dear. Dan Campbell tonight on Hard Knocks. And I keep oh. saying tonight we are recording on Tuesday. You are listening on Wednesday. Dan Campbell, there's not a better coach to be featured in Hard Knocks. No, but it's like we're getting another season of Jared Goff. And Jared Goff was on when the Rams moved. Um, and we found out he did not know which, um, he did not know where the sun rose and set. Um, and that he loves Taylor Swift. But this does seem like we might get more of that hot girlfriend and her bouncy titties. We could get some of that. And we, we you know, we are big fans of tits on this show. Big, Absolutely. big fans. You sent and me a picture of you the other day. And I said, your boobs look great, which they oh, do. Oh, I got some so. big old hooters right now. I'm in a moo-moo. Look at this. <laughs> like, I mean, it's for our listeners. Megan just flashed the camera. You will not be able to see that while you're listening to the show. I'm just kidding. She did not flash no, the camera, but we did. I didn't even. I didn't even show my nursing bra, my sexy nursing bra <laughs> from Amazon. Okay, so it's a uh, you know, it, like we've we've kind of passed through the dead of sports summer, and now we are in the part of summer where it's like football is starting and tennis is gearing up, and there's gossip and there's drama and there's so many things happening. Well, I was gonna say I feel like we are in that last stretch of boring. Like when yeah. I turn on all the shows, when I turn on ESPN or I turn on the radio shows I listen to or whatever it is, sports, we still have the fill-ins. And God bless mm -hmm. the fill-ins. You know, I would kill to be a fill-in. Why not? You know, you get to be on television and talk about sports. But we are just transitioning to, um, I don't want to say chaos, but like what we work for. This is like the yeah. dog days of summer. Trade deadline is over for Major League Baseball. 
Um, football is gearing up. We already got past the excitement of training camp. Now we're in that kind of lull. So they give us hard knocks as a little treat to get us through yes. this next phase. Um, but for a time when there's not a lot of sports going on, I felt like we had a, a pretty newsworthy week. Um, absolutely. I'm just texting the backup nanny to go put a binky in Conrad's mouth because he's stirring. Okay. Okay. So Megan, give us your, um, moron of the week. Okay. This is a tough one for me because immediately after we stopped recording, um, well actually right before we started recording the show, Soto was signed to the San Diego Padres. So we Uh did the whole show. We had the Soto news and it really hit me about how bummed and how jealous I am of these San Diego Padres because for everybody who listens, they know I'm an insufferable, miserable White Sox fan. Machado, Mm -hmm. the White Sox were in on the sweepstakes for him. Tatis, he was in the White Sox organization and they ended up trading him for no other than James Shields. So when I, I feel a connection to the Padres and I really hate to like just admit this to you, but I feel like right now is a good time for us to have this conversation. I despise the the Dodgers. I really do. They're all hot. They're all good looking. They are, they they bought, they bought this team and I get it. And listen, I know the Padres did too, but they're more lovable. Um, So I decided when we stopped recording that I was going to become a Padres fan. I said, Tony La Russa cannot stay awake during any of these games. I have free reign to be a fan of whatever baseball team I want. And the Soto news just hit me. I have the connection with Tatis. So I said, I'm a Padres fan. Let me tell you, not a great week. Not a great week at all. Got swept by the Dodgers, and those games weren't even competitive. Okay, thank you. I am now the moron of the week because I abandoned my team for this hot team that only let me down. Yep. That's what you get for being a bandwagon. Um, But no, I fully um, understand. And sometimes you just, (laughs) and and has there been any reflection of your, of being like, maybe it's me. (laughs) I did think that. And then this week after watching the Mets this past week, and I was like, you know what? I think this week I'm going to be a Mets fan. So I really just resorted to that part of my life as um, every week I'm picking a new team. Okay, great. You're basically my husband. Um, so my moron of the week is the live golf players. Golf players is the live golfers that are suing the PGA for an antitrust violation. Here's the thing. So they want to be able to compete in the FedEx um, playoffs and earn more money. And they said that they are being, um, I don't know if it's discriminated against, but they're not going to be able to, they're like the PGA is impeding on their ability to make a living. But the whole reason they went to live golf is for the money. So it's like you went and you chased the bag. Good on you. I'm not even going to reprimand you for that but then you can't come back and say I want to double dip so it's like you either need to be in live live laugh love um is what I hope they change the name of the <laughs> of the league to or you're in the PGA just pick one and it feels like you picked one and so then to be suing it's like it's just they they want to you guys are rich and I cannot stand DeChambeau he drives me insane and like I just think he's like an asshole and this like and he's one of the golfers um that's suing and so he 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 is sort of like the epitome of what 
sports greed looks like, I think. I'm with you. I hate Bryson DeChambeau. He just seems like such a douchebag. Yeah. Okay. Eddie, do you have a more on this week? I do, and mine's basketball-related. And maybe this is because I'm the you know, quasi frustrated uh, Knicks fan to deal with the, the Brunson tampering and they may have give up, you know, the f- next 10 first round picks for uh, Donovan Mitchell. But when Kevin Durant, the guy who's constantly online and, and makes, you know, quips at people and left the Warriors who are uh, winning championships and then he goes and, and basically picks the head coach, he picks Steve yeah. Nash, you know, now all of a sudden Sean Marks not good enough, Steve Nash not good enough, James Harden leaves the team, everyone blames James Harden. But now it's like, well, wait, was James Harden the actual problem or is it him? There's a, maybe there's a reason why Kyrie Irving stayed away from the Nets as far as you know as he, as he possibly could. Maybe Kevin Durant's the problem. Now he's you know, demanding a trade, and then the owner or governor, whatever they call him, Joe Sy, uh, from the Nets, is saying that like, well, no, I'm sticking by my GM and my, my head okay. coach. So uh, I I love as a Knicks fan, I love to see all like the the Brooklyn Nets never achieve what they said they're going to. Mm-hmm. This super team, this this trio, and they're they're crumbling in, in front of my own eyes, and it's it's very good. And uh, so Kevin Durant, you're the moron because you could have just stayed in, in the Bay Area and won multiple rings yeah. would have been an unquestionable you know all, all time player yeah. like top five top seven player and you're ruining your legacy and by the way pal you're like 33 you're not getting any younger have a couple messed up knees so this is this is bad bad for him so he's a total moron I wow. agree with Eddie on this and we're going to dive more into this topic on the show but the thing about Kevin Durant is the Nets can't really trade him, right? Like, a team would have to give up so much for Kevin Durant and what he brings to a team. So I think the Nets are going to be stuck with him, and I think they're going to end up giving in and doing whatever KD wants. Oh, boy. I don't know what's going to happen. I, um, yesterday, CJ goes, did you see the KD news? And I go, no, you know what? Honestly, you've made me hate basketball. Um, so, like, CJ just, every single NBA news is, like, front page headline to me that it's driving me insane. I got a lot on my plate, and I don't want to be dealing with KD right now. Um, okay, so my mensch of the week is actually you, Megan Connolly, because as you can hear, Things are chaotic for me. And whenever I'm like, who down low in the dumps, you find a way. You must know telepathically <sighs> that Megan Gailey needs a little pick-me-up. And you send me something nice. You text me. You share a little cult story with me. You keep my head above water. So you are my mensch this week. Thank you so much. Wow, I'm so honored. See, I just, um, I'm very lonely and I need a lot of attention. And I'm yeah. like... <laughs> Then Let me text Megan. She'll answer me. We're perfect co-hosts then. <laughs> we we really are. And sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm blowing up her phone a little too much. So that makes me feel I get a to bit it. better. Sometimes uh, hours go by, but I do get to it. Yeah, I just, you know, usually when I'm texting you, just think I'm I'm usually alone at an airport or on a plane. Right. And so, um, but yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I sent you a little cult story yesterday. Yeah. Little feel-good moment there for the cults. Um, that's what training camp really is about. We're going to yes. get some of that on Hard Knocks this week. My mensch of the week is, you know what, I'm just going to give it to Olivia Newton-John. She she (gasps) passed away. Um, Very unfortunate. I absolutely adore her. Before we came on the show, I was dancing around the kitchen to, you're the one that I want. Oh my gosh. Ooh, 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 honey. All all day yesterday, I was going, hopelessly devoted to you. I mean, the hits from Olivia, 73, and iconic and so gorgeous, seemed like the kindest soul. (gasps) Truly. 
And I did, I almost shed a tear when I read John yeah. Travolta's post to her. Yeah. Always, Grease is the always best. my Sandy. It really, uh, yeah. Grease is the it, word. Grease <laughs> is the word. So, Olivia Newton-John, you are my mensch of the week, and I love your haircut, and I aspire to eventually grow into it the way that you did. You will. I think you're going to age the way Olivia did. I see it. <sighs> I see it. Oh, I love hearing that. Eddie, do you have a mensch? My mensch could be uh, you, Megan, actually, for letting me know about your comedy show this Friday. I'm very happy to finally see it. We'll, we'll hang out. Oh it's going to be awesome. I love comedy, and uh, it'll be a fun night out. So thank you for giving me the heads up on, on that. And that was uh, very kind of you, and I'm looking forward to it greatly. Very kind of you for buying tickets. I'm like, who oh, I hope I do a good job. <laughs> love okay. supporting comedy, and uh, and not only that, supporting a friend, co-host, uh, co-worker, colleague, all that jazz. But it's going to be awesome, and uh, I'm very excited to do that. There is going to be a former NFL player there, too, um, who I believe was a part of the Patriots organization at one point many, many years ago. But he is a a fan of mine, if I'm allowed to say, and has just moved here to pursue writing and acting and directing. And so he's going to be in attendance, too. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, sports contingency. Yep, yep. I love this. Um, My honorable mention mensch of the week. I know we're like getting a little off the rails here with this, but I just have to have to give it its due diligence and give it a little shout out here. So last week there was a tragedy going on. The Choco Taco was taken off the market by Klondike. They said, no more Choco Taco. It's gone. It's done forever. The internet was outraged. People Mm -hmm. were outraged. This was probably one of the biggest stories in grocery store news since they discontinued Tab, which I have relatives that went all around the state of Massachusetts hunting down tab so they could store tab before it was away. Now, Klondike would be harder to do that with Choco Tacos. And just one week after this news breaks, Klondike comes out and, you know, just kidding. The Choco uh, Taco is here. I think that companies do this on purpose. We saw this with the Mexican pizza. It's like, they're like, oh, yeah, it's going away. And like McDonald's and be like, oh, the Big Mac, it's on. Like, just so we're like, no, we love it. And then they and then they bring it back. So for your comedy shows, I think every show should be advertised as your last show. Yeah. I mean, emotionally and mentally, every show feels like it is my last show. Um, which brings us to someone whose last hurrah is coming to an end. Oh, Serena Williams announced her retirement. Megan Fun of Sports, huge Serena supporters. She did it in style on the cover of Vogue. Okay, announced her retirement with little daughter Olympia holding, I believe it was a Balenciaga. Um, oh no, but yeah, Balenciaga gown. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And she has said that this upcoming US Open is going to be her final time playing. Megan, how, we're, we're just getting this news. Um, how, how do you feel? I am really glad that Serena gave us a short notice. I don't like the retirement tour. And I and like you said, she's doing it with class and mm-hmm. she's transitioning to other things in life. I like her statement. I have it pulled up in front of me. She said there comes a time in life when you have when we have to decide to move on in a different direction. That time is always hard when you love something so much. My goodness, do I enjoy tennis, but now the countdown has begun. Ugh. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's sad. And I also, 
I said to Conrad this morning, I go, you're never going to see Serena play. And CJ was like, well, we can have him watch the U.S. Open, which is, like, funny. He's a baby. But it's like, then it made me feel, oh, my gosh, so lucky that we have lived in the era of Serena and Venus and have gotten to see these two sisters from right here in Southern California totally transform tennis. And I honestly think transform how we see female athletes because they are such superstars. I mean, I'm getting chills right now. Um, she's just meant so much. Their whole family has, and we've seen them grow up. I mean, they're basically Serena's around my age. And so it's like, we saw her as a preteen with the, with the braids and the beads and, and then have followed her domination, getting married, becoming a mother, winning the Australian Open while pregnant. She's just really, really incredible. The family is so beautiful. And of course she wants to spend more time with them. They, her and her husband seem so in love, the creator of Reddit, okay. Um, and Olympia is just a delight. I follow her on Instagram. And I, I'm going to miss her so much, but I do think we have to cherish all she gave us of course and I don't think it's going to be easy for her to walk away um mm -hmm. this U.S. Open obviously now it really is must watch because it's Serena's last hurrah and as you mentioned everything she's done for us and, and when you bring that up I'm like man we've lived through some greats like we yeah. got to see Tiger in his oh, yeah. peak we got to see Serena in her peak mm -hmm. Sue Bird right now is doing her retirement tour she just played her last regular season game we've gotten to see I know you don't like him and I don't like him anymore but we got to see Brady when I did like him I mean yeah. we've lived we've lived through some uh some pretty tremendous athletes. And um, I, I am excited, though, because it sort of marks a new beginning for Women's whoever tennis. next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a, a fresh, fresh slate for some of the others. Obviously, no one will ever match Serena. No one will ever accomplish what she's accomplished. She's the Michael Jordan of women's tennis. But um, a tremendous legacy, and we wish Serena all the best. Oh, how poetic would it be for her to win the U.S. Open? And it's like, I, I, I know that's like a really, really, really long shot um, because she lost in the opening round of Wimbledon, which was shocking to everybody. Um, but yes, she will be passing the torch to to very capable hands in Coco Gauff, Sloane Stevens. Just those are just Americans that I'm excited um, to see, you know, run with women's tennis and and. Women's tennis is so much better than men's tennis. It just is. I'm sorry. Like, it's one of those things where, like, when people dog certain women's sports, um, it's like, okay, yeah, but what about tennis? It Like, it draws the same, if not better. The stars shine brighter. The outfits, the quality of the play, I think, is better. The men's game is so serve and volley heavy. It's just much more boring. Um so, yeah. I'm so, currently looking up the odds for Serena to win the U.S. Open, plus 2,900 for Serena mm, to win. Okay. I'm very devastated. five bucks on it. I'm devastated. I usually go to the U.S. Open, and I will have to miss this year. Um, but unless there's some dramatic turn of events where <laughs> I bring my baby. Um, okay. And then in... Other news that is, oh gosh, a story we've been following and others sort of have been following. Brittany Griner was sentenced in Russia on Friday to nine years out of a possible ten years. Now, yes. when I heard this, I was devastated, outraged. What do we? What, what do we do? Let's take to the streets. Like, what do? What do mm -hmm. we need? Kevin Durant, 
You love to tweet. Get on it. Okay. As Eddie said. So uh, the, the back channeling now begins. And what has to happen is the U.S. State Department and the Russian government have to come to some sort of agreement. Um, and I, they have I, to put it in the trade calculator, basically. Yeah, so yeah. those of you who are familiar with, you know, the NFL trade and the cap and I mean, really any sport, we just experienced the trade deadline. So you got to put it in here. And right now, Putin is asking for way more return than for Brittany Griner. Like they want the U.S. to release a prisoner who has done significantly more than Brittany Griner bringing cannabis into Russia. Yeah, it's it's at this point where it's like just give them what they want. I know that's terrible, mm-hmm. but it's like just give them what they want. Like this is ba- this is so terrible. It's awful. Um this woman is like uh, did you ever see the movie Broke Down Palace? I have not. Oh my god. I think it needs to be required viewing because it is basically what is happening right now. Um and the idea of being in a Russian prison is the thing of nightmares and to have such a public figure. And, and this is what's annoying is that all the comments are like, well, shouldn't have brought weed. What if it was, and it's like, here's the reality. I don't think anyone should be in jail for weed. Weed is recreational in multiple States right now. So like, yeah, people are like, what about all the people in America? Let them out too. Okay. How about, what if we do that? We say, Brittany, come on home. Here's 75 oligarchs who have probably done heinous things, whatever the fuck Russia wants. And then let's let out all of the weed related quote unquote criminals that are here in the United States. But we can't do that because we rely on the prison industrial complex too much. Well, sorry. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of people going to jail for drugs, Aaron Rodgers revealed that he did ayahuasca yeah. to help with his mental health and yeah. actually credits ayahuasca for elevating his play, leading him to an MVP season and really helping him advance in his older age. I'm just kidding about the being arrested part. He's not being arrested. The NFL said that it does not violate the (laughs) drug rules. Um, I guess I'd love to be in that meeting that decided that. Yes. Um, Megan, have you done ayahuasca? No, but I'd love to. Yeah, I was, I've been, um, I've been thinking about it a little Let's bit. Let's do it. You know? We'll go to Palm Springs. I, I know a shaman. I feel like I know like eight shamans because I do think you have to be guided. Well, maybe we could reach out to Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend. We talked about her earlier this summer on the show. Remember, she is that hot girl who... Earth we, Moon or something. Yes, Earth Moon. And she has the club where you can sign up and be led through meditations. So after we saw the news that Aaron Rodgers was dating this woman and we you know, dug in a little bit to her business and what she's all about, the ayahuasca is not surprising whatsoever. No, no. And here's, here's a quote... Um, about his experience, he said, I think it's unlocked a lot of my heart, being able to fully give my heart to my teammates, my loved ones, relationships, because I can fully embrace unconditionally myself. When you figure out a better way to love yourself, I think you can love people better because you're not casting the same judgment you cast on yourself on other people. I'm really thankful for that. And the thing is, like, when I heard this, I really did actually, like, want to make fun of him. And then you read quotes like that, and you're like, yeah, I mean, he's just he's just talking about self-love and not projecting. Some people can get it through therapy. Some people can get it through ayahuasca. But it seems good um, to to reach that destination. 
Absolutely. I think there should be more research in this and more people need this in their lives. Everybody should do ayahuasca maybe. I don't know. It just definitely has some some different effects on people. Oh, like yeah. after after uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly did it, they started drinking each other's blood. So They're that, not well. That's interesting. But from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, the thing that made me happiest was we know he's estranged from his family. Yeah. After he did this ayahuasca had this ayahuasca experience. I was going to say did this ayahuasca trip, but I don't know if that's right. Um, we'll just say had this ayahuasca experience. Perfect. He now um, is thinking about, you know, uh, mending things between he and his family. Which, did he say hey, that? I love that. I did see that somewhere on Twitter. Good. Maybe it was that's, a false headline, but I that, did see it. That Because when he's talking about relationships and, and self-judgment, that's really what I thought he was talking about um and his brother jordan just got married recently and i know he was not in attendance um so yeah did he marry the girl from the bachelorette yeah jojo jojo they're married and they were engaged for a while um but they are they are married um i that was the last season i watched i oh yeah and like she wanted him from day one um and my theory is that they like brought him in actually i don't even know if this is a theory i think it's been confirmed um that they you know they bring in some heavy hitters they bring in some guys that are like gonna drive up ratings but that also they were like the women are gonna fall in love with them immediately and so they were like we'll get jordan rogers on he'll go to the end and then we'll get aaron rogers when we do the family visits and then they did like the producers did not know that the that they were estranged and then that became an even bigger story and it drove up ratings even higher well so they fucked up and in the end it just worked helped the show out yeah that's what hollywood that is happens. that's what hollywood is failing forward um in other celebrity couple news kim k and pete davidson have called it quits well, first off, I have to stop and ask our producer, Eddie, because Eddie is the only person I know from Staten Island. Pete Davidson, also from Staten Island. I've only been to Staten Island once when I ran across the bridge for the New York City Marathon, but it seems like a quiet, a quaint little place. Like, everybody knows everybody. Eddie, do you know Pete? Uh, I don't know him personally, but uh, my girlfriend went to school with him for a year, and I believe uh, Pete like may have been like dated quickly one of her her friends before he transferred to a different high school so it's always like you know like six degrees of people know yeah. everyone around around the island like i knew uh the neighbor he lived and i have a friend that lives in the same block um and i believe when they just broke up a, a pizza a restaurant a pizza place yeah. down the block of my house called uh campania people were putting uh like uh, b- bouquets of flowers as like <gasps> an in, in, in memoriam because that was where pete took kim when she visited the island uh as to say like rest of piece to this like uh, yeah like princess diet buckingham palace okay i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say i don't think staten island is really kim k's scene that's very accurate i would definitely agree (laughs) with that statement yeah there's nothing for her to do there's no place to hang out it's not her scene whatsoever like the 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 place he took her to great food but it's just like it's not a you know cool vibey nightclub it's just like a bunch of italian dudes like serving you pizza and heroes and that's that this relationship was shocking from day one. I I didn't think they would ever last. Did anybody? Did anybody think they were going to last forever? I didn't. I didn't even believe it was real. I thought. I thought it was. You know, Chris is just such a media mastermind, and I, and I say that with respect. I'm not even. You know, maybe a scotia judgment. Um, that it was. I think it was a distraction tactic, and like 
listen, if you tell me, like, hey, Megan, you gotta go, like, date this famous person, it's gonna be good for the family, it's like, I'll figure it out. So it's like, I imagine maybe they, like, did have, like, there was some connection, but I think... Well, he apparently has a huge dick. Okay. And she has a huge butt. And so, honestly, in 2022, that's all you need to make it work. But it didn't work, you know? Yeah, it didn't work. Um... Poor Kim. And now Kanye is out there posting. He posted it's really bad. R.I.P. Skeet Davidson. How long until Kim and Kanye are back together? I, Over under six months. I think I think we're gonna have to like we need to be we need to have like an intervention if that happens. You know, like it's so toxic and so dark and really quite frankly, like frightening. Um that oof. A lot of a lot of people need very serious help, and I hope they get it. Well, okay. we are we are thinking of Pete and Kim um, during this difficult time for both of them. I hope that they both find a way to rebound. I don't know how they'll do it. But. I bet they will. I bet they'll be okay. <laughs> I bet they'll be okay. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll get into the hard hitting sports news. Okay, and we are back. Um, so Hard Knocks is starting, which means the NFL is right around the corner. Woohoo! Um, this is what we wait for, fantasy football. I've been listening to podcasts all day, how to strategize for my okay. draft. I hope we are doing an extra points league. Sal said that we are, but I haven't received any updates on that. Invites, I don't know yeah. when the draft is. I don't know if we are teammates, if we're co-owners of a team. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're enemies, but I'm going to have to have these questions answered shortly because I have to prepare for these things. Well, and I have my heart so set on Jonathan Taylor in whatever, I'm in multiple leagues, um, but it's like, if I don't get him, I'm going to rip someone's head off. Well, you really, you gotta, you gotta pick a good number to be up there because he's going to go quick. I know. I think he's going to go first. In some leagues. Yeah. Okay, what... So, any advice you can give us, if you're listening to all the podcasts, because you know I'm time is short for me right now. Well, I, I have to do a couple of mocks and see where I'm at based okay. on my draft order. Right now, I am in four leagues. If the extra point one pans out, I will be in five leagues. That's so and many, Megan. They all have a little bit of a different vibe to them. Um, some are a little more fun and lighthearted. Others are very competitive. So, I need to strategize for that. Um, last year I had your least favorite player, Cooper Cup, on my team. And I have mm. to say he was the best value of last year's draft. Yeah. Now it's very hard to repeat a season that he had for any player. So I found the diamond in the rough last year. Not that he was like really in the rough, but like he was, he it was, was a little unexpected. Yes. He wasn't, he wasn't supposed to have that big of a year and where I drafted him, it made it was a great pickup, and now everybody's going to be after Cooper Cup. So I got to find my Cooper Cup of the twenty twenty two season. Mm-hmm. And I don't despise Cooper Cup. I just find him to be so boring, um, which is kind of how I feel about you know. I've it's been well documented that I don't love white wide receivers, but I'm going to have to turn that around because the Colts rookie, um, their highest pick in the draft this year, a white wide receiver. Um, so that's going to be who I root for now. Uh, there was a really interesting story, and I want to get your input on this. There was a former, um, Patriots player, 
Uh, let me pull it up. Or Orenberger, great name, great mm-hmm. name. Um, Rich Orenberger, former offensive lineman who admitted that he intentionally wrecked his car because he was going to be late to a Patriots team meeting, and he was like, I'll just wreck my car instead of making Belichick mad. Thoughts? Do you know this man? I don't know him. Okay. I watched the interview of him explaining this story. I'm almost confused as to why you share that while Belichick is still living. I mean, mm. I know he's not on social media, but you if you got away with it, which is... Murky at best, I'm not so sure he got away with this because the way he told the story, it sounded like Dante Scarnecchio, who was the offensive line coach at the time, knew very well that this guy didn't really get in an accident. He called him out and was like, oh, so you were the one who was speeding off to practice because you were late. He was like, no, I wasn't late. I got in an accident. It's like, dude, they know. They know. But they didn't cut you and you got away with it. So why are you telling this story now? Um, but hey, you know, everybody needs, I, I text you when I need attention. Maybe this is his way of getting attention. He just goes on these shows and tells these stories, but it's like, you know, there are certain things you take with you to your grave. You're like that one time I got away with that and I'm just never going to tell, or you look at your friend and you're like, remember that one time we did that? Don't ever bring it up. Whatever that story may be. I think Mm -hmm. this is one of those stories and I'm kind of confused why he brought it up. Because Belichick, I mean, he's still there. He could come out to get you in some way, shape, or form. I would not fuck with him. Well, it said he went and he went on to play three seasons with the Patriots, um, and then had three more years after that. So he he's actually had like a pretty good NFL career. But yeah, the six qu- years in the league, hell yeah, I'd take those checks. The quote from the offensive line coach was, "That stuff may fly at IBM if you're one of those geeks." Okay, working on the computers and stuff. That stuff doesn't work here. You be on time from now on, which is like such a jock quote. <laughs> like those geeks. It's like, listen, IBM, they're well, making good money. Well, I do love he talks about like the decision to just slam his car into somebody and it sounded like the old man who came out was like this very loving man who was saying god bless you and all of those things so i don't know i feel like if if that's not a sign i don't know what is that maybe hey don't do this (laughs) yeah okay um so baker mayfield there are reports saying that he is most likely going to be the starter over Sam Darnold, despite just getting there and just learning the system. The, even all of those things. It's not that surprising to me, though. No, I mean, Baker's not, he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah. I I know things didn't work out in Cleveland, but he took this franchise that was the worst, terrible, to a playoff game, and he played through injury all last season, and the year they didn't go to the playoffs was his rookie year. Sam Darnold hasn't been good since he's entered the league. So this mm-hmm. whole quarterback competition, that's what the coaching staff has to say at the beginning of the year. But it's going to be Baker, right? And then we're also pumped because they're going to play the Browns in week one, and Baker's going to start against his old team. And I already have a bet put on it. So let's okay. go. How about that? Okay. You know what? I, and you know I'm going to be getting into betting. Um, and so maybe I'll join you, and then we can root together. Some contract and, and, and trade tidbits that are happening. Kareem Hunt requested a trade, but the Browns said no. (laughs) Now, I'd love to imagine this is because Kareem Hunt is like, I can't work it with this man. But I know that that's not the case because they 
do believe Kareem Hunt is the one who kicked a woman when she was on the ground. So yeah, they said no. So he's going to be there. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, you'd be great with the Chiefs again, because obviously after losing Hill, um, I just think he he would be a a better fit there. But um, yeah, I guess he's staying. It will be interesting to see how that plays out. And it'll be, I mean, just watching the Browns this season, we kind of buried the lead, I guess, on our show. Last week, we talked all about Deshaun Watson and um, the six-game suspension that was appealed by the league. So now we wait to see what happens with that I feel like we've just been waiting for news, then we're yeah. disappointed, and now we wait again, only to probably be more disappointed. We're just not well, rooting for the Browns this year. Well, and the, the judge in the um, appeal case is just Roger Goodell. So it's like, hopefully they'll get that to us sooner rather than later. Uh, and the judge in the live lawsuit, also a female judge. So, I mean... I like to see some women behind the bench, even if they don't come up with the verdicts I like. I wanted to be a judge growing up. Did you? I, yeah. And people were like, so you want to be a lawyer? I was like, no, I want to be a judge. Okay. Did you <laughs> understand want- like what went into being a judge or just like, no, yeah. I want to be in charge. I just want to tell yeah. everyone no, what to do. I, I think I eventually did, but I would still love to go to law school. I find the law fascinating. Yeah. Good for you. I the thought of going back to school just oh I, I get tired thinking about it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't study for a test. I couldn't write another paper. I just no way. Yeah, I think law school is a lot of reading, and I feel like I could do that. Um, so wow, I want to touch on the 2023 um, Hall of Fame class because someone I love in Reggie Wayne was a finalist last year, did not get it. Um, I'm hoping he gets it this year. This is what's difficult is they make these guys, you know, they're like, I'm a semifinalist. I'm a final. Like, it's like, couldn't they just announce like, couldn't, couldn't they spare them the, are you going to get in? Are you not going to get in? Um, and sort of this prom court that they do. We know what's even worse the weekend of the Hall of Fame, these guys who are finalists, you sit in your hotel room and yeah. wait for a knock. We've and I've been it. on the other end of it with the video camera waiting to capture the reaction of a knock that doesn't happen. And it's no. very awkward. No, Megan, you were just... and, and uh, For work. Uh, I mean, we were supposed to capture it. So we were there and no knock. And then... You oh, because they're not going to tell you. No, they're they don't tell gonna... us. We have no idea. We just like no. them. And it's just, and then as soon as you realize there's no knock, you just quietly pack up your stuff and quietly no. walk out of the room because it's uncomfortable for everybody. And it's sad. And sometimes it's like the second year or third year you're there trying to see if they get a knock and then they don't get a knock. It's like, oh my God. Heartbreak. And when you're, these hotel rooms, are they just like the standard two queens? Or are we in like a suite? Like, is there like some, like, is there like a second bathroom? It's a nicer hotel room. Bigger, okay, sweet, it's a bigger. Style. Are yeah. there are there snacks? Uh, depending on who it is. Okay. You know, and, and it just depends. Some say, you know, stay over there. We're going to yeah. wait here. Don't come in here not. until, right. Yeah, and then other, or it's, hey, you know, can you go over there and wait until maybe PR calls you and gives you an update? And then others are like, you know what? We want you to stay here the whole time and capture all of this, whether it's good or bad. We're lucky to be in this position. So people handle it very differently. None are right, none are wrong. But, man, I feel for those those guys day of. Yeah, Listen, sometimes we feel bad for millionaires, and that's perfectly fine. Have you been in the room when the knock did come? 
Um, I have not, but my boss um, has, and I've seen the footage. Gosh, Megan, I'm not good luck. Between this, the pa- the the Padres, I'm I'm Just, worried you may be a bit of a curse. <laughs> You're the damn Billy Goat. I I might. I mean, I kicked Tom Brady out of New England, so I might be <sighs> the curse. Oh my God. Oh gosh. Okay. Are there, are there any other NFL storylines that you're watching, excited about, that need to see play out? How are all you feeling I, about the all Patriots? All I just have to talk about is every headline I see out of New England is about how this Patriots offense is, is dreadful. Nothing. Absolutely dreadful. I can't say that I'm surprised because they really don't have many weapons at all. And I love him. I love him dearly. Jacoby Myers. He's been great. He's overperformed as an undrafted free agent. But when you're relying on Jacoby Myers to make big-time plays and be one of your top receivers, your offense isn't going to be very good. And the Patriots have neglected the position. Now, all of these articles coming out that say, oh, their offense looks behind. Oh, it's like, no shit. We knew this before. Like, I don't need to watch training camp to know that. I already know their offense is going to be bad. And I'm already upset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm I don't I'm fake laughing. I'm sad for you. Um I, I okay. Well, I What's coming out of Colts land? What do we got? You got a wholesome guy. I mean, I yeah, said a great article. It looks like it's a great training camp in Indy. Yes. And I would say, you know, I think like when people are like the media, the media, I think the Colts media is like actually pretty kind um, just because I think it's Midwestern media. So it ends up just gearing and being a little sweeter. Um, yeah, the, the I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I th- they keep saying Pittman is making incredible catches. Um, Matt Ryan is really leading the team. Something that did come out last week uh, was some some reporting out of Commander's training camp where a Commander's player was chasing down Wentz while also yelling at him, just throw it away, just throw it away. And when I read this, I I truly, I felt bad. I really did, because I do wish... I wish well for Carson, and I really enjoy the like. Despite Dan Snyder, I do want the Commanders to be good. My brother lives in D.C. They're an original franchise. You know, they're it's rough and t- like it's they're and, and I they feel for their, their names. I do too, a hundred percent. And the Nationals are bad now. They have a shit owner. They deserve something good. They do, and like they have a literal shit stadium. Um, so I want Carson Wentz to be good there. He's in the NFC; it's not my problem anymore. But when I read the story, it I did have to laugh a little bit, and it's like I, I'm not even going to have to be concerned. I sent it in the family thread, and CJ goes, "I'm so glad I don't have to watch this because he was having to watch because of me, and it was stressing me out." And I'm like, "Ooh, I feel like I'm living on easy street because even if they lose, which they're going to, it's still going to be like." there's there's it's still based in reality and that'll be good Uh, i i did realize that i'm going to be traveling the first week of the nfl season Uh with an infant and where are you going we're going to chicago Yes, my my White Sox cousin is getting married, Um, and so I'm going to be in Chicago. It'll be Conrad's first plane ride, and um, I'm so I'm really really excited to go. But then I'm like, how am I going to? I'm not going to be able to watch the games in the way that I want to be um, because I will need to be a mother, (laughs) and um, yeah. So 
I am I'm honestly thinking about recording the Colts game and watching it when I get home. Like I've knowing Not Colts, knowing the I've score. I like I'll I'll I wanna know if they win or, or lose, but I still like want to be able to like sit and watch it. Um so I may just have to be doing that on like Tuesday. <laughs> like I support the decision. I also meant to bring this up a couple shows ago when I went to a wedding, and since you brought up that you're going to a wedding for this show and our listeners, some who like gambling, I have a wonderful wedding game for you all. And I should have brought this up as my moron a week, like three weeks ago, but I totally forgot. Um, the game you play at the wedding. The Gallagher family invented this. It's my mom's side of the family. They are crazy, but in a yeah, good that way. was the name of the family in Shameless. So yeah, yeah, they're, it's um, it's it's not too far off from my my mother's family. Anyways, the Gallagher's. There's um, sixteen of us grandkids. I am wow. the second youngest. Um, it, they are all around the same age. All went to the same high school together. It's like everybody knew Whoa. the Gallagher's. And um, at every wedding, and we've had a bunch, we play this game during the speeches where you take one of the wine glasses and everybody puts in $5. So you have Uh the wine glass filled with money and you pick five words. So you pick like love, happiness, let's just say um, Megan, Andrew, and um, forever, right? And so as the speeches are going on, you pass the cup every time it's done. And when all the speeches are over, whoever is holding the cup last gets to keep all the money. And it's so much fun because it always ends in a bad beat because during the toast, someone will always say, and everyone, please raise a glass. Cheers to Megan and Andrew. I hope you have love forever with lots of happiness to Megan and Andrew. And the whole table is like, oh my God. Oh oh my gosh. um, Bring it to, bring it to this wedding that you go to. Okay. I'm good. And I have back to back weddings. I have a wedding here in Los Angeles and then going to Chicago. It is the agony I feel as a, someone who is a professional writer and a professional speaker to watch wedding speeches like and I go I find out this and this is probably an overreach I find out who's giving them and I go up to them I go I introduce myself I go let me know if you and they always are like yes give me some like I'm helping them do punch up like minutes before they go on because it's like I just want it to be good yeah and and I've seen oh some bad ones I saw one so bad everybody was looking I knew it was going to be bad and I tried to say this person should go first because they're going to do a better job like you know I was trying to craft the show I was producing the show and and they were like no this person insists on going second so I said okay put it to God put it to God and then of course the train went fully flying off the track and everybody was looking at me like you're right and I didn't even sit there enjoying it I was like I knew this was gonna happen and I tried to help it and you wouldn't let me the last wedding I was at it was my husband's friend's wedding my husband was in the wedding and I like I I was with all of the um the plus ones and they had a head tables and I you know obviously you're you're at like the plus one table and and it's not my friend group it's his friend group they're all lovely but it's just you know, you're like, oh, did you really have to have a damn head table so we all have to sit mm-hmm. here and be awkward the whole time? And, of course, it took, like, four hours to take pictures. It was like, enough, okay, please. But I introduced this game to the table, and then I ended up winning the game. So all of the people at the table thought that I just came in and hustled everybody. <laughs> I think that's great. You are um, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I was just like, hey, everybody, put five bucks in the glass. We're going to pass it around, and then I'm going to steal all your money. I'm going to take it. Like, who's this bitch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, did you see that baby that looked just like Woody Harrelson? I did. I loved it. And then Woody responded. 
All right. Well, we got to get back. We got to get back to sports. I'm sorry. We got off on this wedding tangent, but I hope you all bring this game. Hey, it's August. It's wedding season. Yeah, it is wedding season, and we got we got a lot of sports coming up. You know, we're still in that little dead period. But right now, baseball is hot, and let me tell you what's hot. My team of the week, the Mets. Not your team of the week. Yeah, my team of the week. I'm I'm dating. I'm dating baseball teams. I'm cycling through them. I dated the Padres last week. Now. I am dating the Mets all because, one, they're on fire. The last month, mm-hmm. I think their batters are averaging over 500, which I read twice because I'm still not sure if it's true. But the highlight of the weekend, Edwin Diaz. Did you see this video? I did. I did. Oh, and my God. You know, I I love the sports me or I love the sports accounts like Josiah Johnson is one of them. King Josiah on Twitter, where he takes a video and then is like, this is what it's like. And he it wasn't him. It was a different account. I saw it right before we got on said this was the FBI going into Mar-a-Lago. And it made me laugh so hard. But yes, I've seen the video. It was fantastic. SNY put out this video of Edwin Diaz's entrance and captured City Field perfectly, captured the Mets fans, captured Mr. and Mrs. Met with their trumpets. I love them. It was perfect, and it made me wonder why baseball hasn't been doing this much longer. Mm -hmm. I mean, for any team that has a reliever that is like or even remotely close to Edwin Diaz, whenever you have a superstar reliever that can get the crowd on their feet, let's yeah. get them on their feet and make this a production. Yes, it felt like Wild Thing entering the game, you know, like it was cinematic. Um, and I know Eddie is a Yankees fan and is probably listening to this and rolling his eyes. Um, City Field is really fun, and there's a giant um, apple that comes up in, in center field when there's a home run. Mr. and Mrs. Met are so cute. The food at City Field is incredible. And what's going to be really exciting at the end of August is that City Field looks directly at the campus where the U.S. Open is. So there is going to be important sports happening like 200 yards apart. It's going to be the same. You take the same train. It's the same stop. And you get off and there's going to be people going left to see the Mets and people going right to see the U.S. Open and then maybe cross back and forth. But Queens is going to be the hottest spot in August. I mean, I don't know who's going to be hotter at the U.S. Open, DeGrom or Serena Williams. It's going to be quite the month there. The Yankees are slumping right now. Sorry, Eddie, but they're slumping right now. And the Mets are on fire. And this is this is my new team. I'm dating the Mets right now as of this week. So I just want to apologize to all Mets fans. If this week goes south, it's because of me. We are testing a theory, and I am dating baseball teams. You know what I just thought? We should get really cute hats. That's the Mets font, but it says Megs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. All right. Uh, the white, I love the White Sox logo, obviously. And White I do Sox, too. You know, but everybody loves it, and whenever I see people with a White Sox hat, I'll always say, hey, go Sox, and then they yeah. look at me like I have five heads. Yes. They have no fucking idea. What they're wearing, they just like the logo. Drives me insane. Because sometimes I'll see someone in a Purdue thing and I'll say, boiler up. And they're like, what? And it's like, well, I, I, I thought we were friends. <laughs> um, um, it was announced that the Cubs and Cardinals are going to be playing in London next June. This is very smart. Um, because everybody's, everybody's branching over to London. It's like, listen, I love Love Island. Okay, we can share things. The British office, we're, we're good. Um... But you know Cubs fans travel, and Cubs-Cardinals is one of the best rivalries in sports. It really is. And I think St. Louis people will travel, and, and it's a great excuse to go to London. 
Yeah, the Cubs just suck right now. Of course. I think Major League Baseball screwed up a good thing when they changed the Field of Dreams game. I mean, this year they have two terrible teams in it. Which one is the Cubs? It's just not going to be an yeah an entertaining game. I think when you have these games in London, like, give us two good, like, give us the Padres and the Mets. Give us mm-hmm. the Dodgers and the Padres. Like, give us, and I know Cubs-Cardinals is a historic rivalry in baseball, but look at this Cubs team. They're not going to be good next year. We want to grow the game. Give us good teams. But the reality is this is what the NFL does, too. They send the Jaguars. The Jaguars basically play in London. Um, that's their home. And and we don't send, I, th- I think it's like, it ends up being like lowest man on the, on the totem pole. Can we still say totem pole? Oh boy. I don't know. Um, and so uh, it ends up, it ends up not being the best product. But here's the thing that's different about the NFL and major league baseball. The NFL is not struggling. People are going to watch these games no matter what baseball. People don't care. It's a regional sport. You want to grow the game. You want to establish an international presence. Give them good teams to watch. Thank you very much. You're wrong, baseball. You're yeah. wrong. And who else was wrong was Pete Rose. Did you see what he did this week? I he should have been our moron. What did he you do? You really didn't see it? No. Um, so Pete Rose this week was um, asked by a media member about uh-huh. sexual assault allegations that were against him from over 50 years ago. And Pete Rose replied to the media um, journalist, the reporter, um, he said, it was 55 years ago, babe. I'm not here to talk about that. Pete. And, you know, I, I, am, I am one of these people that thinks Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I am too. Absolutely. He does. But It's uh, not the Hall of Character, but... No. It certainly isn't. But it's and a you, hall for good baseball players. You know what, Megan? We should open the Hall of Character and pick all of our favorites. Because I think that would be a special place. We'll have it we'll have it right next to Disneyland. And and if you're a really nice guy, you go in there. Yeah, I, I like that. The nice guys do finish first. We could have basic plots. That's all a great over the place. slogan for it. Okay, great. You know what? We are we're damn entrepreneurs. We need to go on Shark Tank, and they'll say no to something, and then we'll be like, "Listen, we got another one for you." They're gonna be like, "Please leave," and it's like we have a lot of ideas. Well, at least we'd make it on the show because either our ideas would just be laughable or um, terrible. So yeah, you know. and we're also hot and fun, and I think we both have check marks. So. There we go. Put us on the show. All right. Um, finishing out today's news, the um, coaches poll has been released for NCAA football, which is fast approaching. Um, we've got Alabama first, Ohio State second, Georgia three reigning champions, Clemson fourth, and Notre Dame fifth. Um, and speaking of Notre Dame... A, on August 16th, because I looked it up last night, the Manti Teo documentary drops, and the three people that are in this stream yard right now are excited for it. And I know we let you all down because we said we were going to do a Derek Jeter review. I well, just, we didn't. We didn't do it. Seven episodes was a lot. This Manti Teo one, I promise you, I will be watching every single yes. second of it. Yes. Actually, I, I vividly remember this Manti Teo coincidence like this situation all happening because my grandparents died the same I know it's so weird to say but my grandparents died 10 days apart they were old lived a great life 
65 years of marriage, 10 days apart. Unbelievable. Anyway, so they died, and the funeral home across, like, the little the funeral area right across the hall from where my family was, there was an empty one, and my dad and I were standing there and, like, saying thank you for coming to people who were there. And my dad thought it was funny to tell people, if you'd like to pay your respects to Manti's girlfriend, she's across the <gasps> hall because That's it was a good empty. Bit. Yeah, a good bit. And, and we did it. <laughs> Like, we overdid it. You know, we did it once. And I was like, Dad, that was so funny. Let's tell everyone the yeah, joke. And then everyone was like, ground. okay, Megan, we get it. It's yeah. not that funny. But, um, yeah, but you then, know, jokes at a funeral always always hit a little better. Oh, some of the, like, hardest I've ever laughed is at a funeral. Because I, I actually went to, a, I went to a Zoom funeral this weekend. And, um, yeah, I, 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 people were in person. And I was watching on Zoom. And a, a dear friend of mine who I love said titties. Um, because she, she genuinely needed to for the way she was trying to honor. Um, and, and, and the priest goes, amen. <laughs> but he was oh. mad. He was mad. He was oh. saying amen. Like, uh, uh, you're cut. Enough. <laughs> you're cut off. And I was, oh my God. I was laughing, laughing and crying. Um, yeah, so college football, it's like, it, it, it's so, it is exciting, and I watched so much of it last year because I was so deathly ill um, <laughs> that I just laid in bed for months and watched, um, and that's also the reason why I'm bougie like Applebee's on a date night. Like, is that song going to come back? Like, where, that's my number one song, and that's my number I'm one I'm so rank. glad that you brought that up because I actually have an article out in front of me right now. Saying what the college football song is, and ESPN announced that it's going to be Young Bloods, The Emperor, for this nope. season. Nope. So it that is, is the song. I know you like Applebee's on a I'm Friday night. Like Applebee's on but a this date year night. It's going to be different. They're nope. going to make you like Young Bloods, The Emperor, whether you want to like it or not. You have no choice. ESPN is shoving this one down our throats. All right. Okay. They do it every I year. Mean, I'll take it. Um, I'm sure Purdue is not going to be good. I bet they'll be fine. Actually, they ended up being fine. I, I don't need to be a hater. Um, Megan, how's Northwestern looking? Oh, not great. No. <laughs> okay. We're kicking the season off in Ireland. I yes. will be in the UK when this is happening. I thought about making a trip across the pond to take a, Are they take playing a peek in, at Northwestern. They're playing in Dublin, I'm guessing. They are playing in Dublin against Bad Nebraska. There's <laughs> the stadium is going to be 97% red, 3% yeah. purple. So it will not be a home field advantage. I, I don't know. I, I've had some high highs for Northwestern football, and I've had some pretty low lows. Um, I know Pat Fitzgerald is the guy, but he's really got to surround himself by people who can coach better because <gasps> Pat is the guy you want recruiting. And the coaches that he hires with them, they ain't very smart. So let's oh let's let's change that. Um, don't have well, high hopes for Northwestern this season. Well, you know what, Purdue and Northwestern are. I like to think of uh, the academic elite of the Big Ten. So we have our focus other uh, elsewhere. You guys are actually you guys are actually the academic elite. Um, and that's how everyone at Northwestern feels. And I remember going to, like, every sporting event. My yeah. friends would be like, do people go to those? And I was like, yeah. no, it's just me. Yeah. When my two cousins uh, who went to Northwestern came to Purdue and were like, it's so fun here. I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> because this isn't even known as a fun school. Yeah, not the most fun place. But Chicago's great. So <clears throat> It's absolutely great. And I'm watching The Bear right now. 
And so Oh, I loved it. It's fun to be in Chicago. Um Io is a is a comedian who I love, wonderful gal. Um so very excited to see her star shining bright. Yeah, I thought it was tremendous. I finished it two days ago, the bear. All right, we've covered a lot. Yeah, we went from weddings, football, Kim K's butt, you know, all over the map. Pete Davidson's um, dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A puzzle piece that no longer fits together. We got um, funeral jokes in there. I mean, we mm-hmm. really gave you a taste of everything yeah. here on Megan Fun of Sports, and that's what we aim to do. So come back and listen to us next week. Yeah. Go over to Extra Points and play in the Prop Culture Contest. I think it's still open. If it's not yet, you know what? Go over there anyways and, and check out the website. Subscribe to all of our podcasts, and make sure you rate and review because we want to move up in those ratings. Yeah. Um, so we will see you all next week. Enjoy Hard Knocks. We're oh, going to talk about wait. it with you next can't week. Wait. We can't wait. Okay, and watch that Manti Teo because we'll be talking about that too. <gasps> okay, bye, y'all. 